Hi. Sorry, I'm a bit late, mate. It's, it's, I've been doing a few other interviews, and they You're people right, will chat. People will chat. They will. They sure will. It's it's good to meet you, Glenn. Good evening. Thank you. What's happening? What's going on? Um, well, I'm, what am I doing? I'm, I'm talking to a load of Aussies first thing in the morning, <laughs> which isn't a terrible thing, but it's a little bit of a you know. Where where are you in Australia? So, I'm on the Gold Coast. Have you been to the oh, Gold okay. Coast before? I've been there. I played the Byron Bay Blues Festival um, a few years back with Robert Gordon, actually, in Slim Jim Phantom and Chris Spedding. And then I went back there and played uh, a, couple, a year or two before lockdown. Um, and we was play, played the Gold Coast and we was up in Tweed. And funny thing happened was, was that I went there with Robert Gordon maybe 10 years ago and played there. Mm. And we came up one way and stayed there. And when we came down, I'd been up right up up above Mackay. I played some other festival up there, and then we had a club show in Tweed. And we came down from the, the north, right? And then we get to this hotel. I thought, hang on, I've been here before, right? And I thought, hang on, but it was called something different, you know? And I get to go to lots of different places. Mm. And... Um, I got in my mind, it must be weird up and down this Gold Coast. It seems like they kind of got a job lot of designs for hotels and things and placed them all along there because it's a bit of like a Riviera thing. So I'm thinking that. Then the next morning I get up and walk out. I thought, it's really similar. You know, there's an estuary there and there's surfers out in the estuary. And I walked round and it said Tweed. And it was the same place. And the hotel had changed hands. But it took me 24 hours to find out. <laughs> Hey, man, Tweed is a weird place. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, there's a nice little cafe on top of the bluffs, though, where you walk up and and do that. And, and the first time I went there, I got there, I was really jet-lagged, and I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning, went for the walk, found a deck chair, sat in it, fell asleep, and I got horribly sunburned. And then when we played that night, Robert Gordon came up to me, and in the middle of the set, he slapped me on the back. He went, how's the sunburn oh. going? <laughs> So you don't want to do that. No, you don't. I've got a co-worker who's very, very sunburned at the moment, and I tried getting him a few times. It's just what you do to your mates, you know, but I couldn't get him. He was too quick. Um, Glenn, I've got to say, it is it is great to talk to you, mate. It's been a, it's been a while. I've been on my bucket list to talk to you. So uh, thanks for joining us. All right. My pleasure. My pleasure. So I'm looking forward. I mean, it's just about a month away. I'll be over there. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always like coming to Australia. Fame about the distance you have to travel, but um, mm. then it wouldn't be Australia if it wasn't a long way away. So um, hopefully the sun will still be shining when I get there. I suppose you'll be coming up to your autumn by the time. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But it's still, I mean, hey, it's pretty good. It's still pretty good weather down here. And, uh, uh, of course, I mean, you're coming down uh, with Blondie for the Pandemonium yeah. Festival. Mate, i got to say, Blondie I've always wanted to see live. And I've always wanted to see you live. So it's like two birds with one stone for me, mate. I'm very... Two birds, two birds with one stone, yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. And it sounds good. You know, I'm sort of been doing the Blondie thing a couple of years now. And um, I think I've slotted in pretty good. Um, yeah, fun gig to do. There's some great musicians and musicianship going on. They've got a great body of work. Debbie's yeah. a delight to hear us sing, you know, playing with clowns. 
great. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say too much about him because he's actually over here now and he's asleep in my spare room. So, go wake him up, bring the <laughs> no, hey, no, he's, 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 he's got jet lag. He's just coming from California. I came oh. in from California last week, and the older I get, coming east is the jet lag is a killer, man. You know, so there you go. Yeah. Let him rest. We'll just let him sleep. But uh mate, that festival, I gotta say, the lineup is is pretty amazing and diverse as well. Like Alice Cooper, Deep Purple, Dead Kennedys, Placebo, and, and of course Blondie. Is there anyone that you're keen to see or catch up with, some mates when you're not playing? Um, no, I just take it in. I've got a soft spot for Deep Purple, actually. You know, whenever you're in a rehearsal room or a sound check and the drummer's doing the drums and he goes around. A bass player, it's his duty to start playing Black Knight, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would love to see that. Imagine you jumping yeah. out, all the bass players coming out into the, you know, <laughs> like Spinal Tap moment. But uh, yeah. mate, uh, you, you jumped on board with uh, Blondie in 2022. How did that yeah. come about? Did they just call you up and say, "Hey, mate"? Clem called you... me. Clem called me up. They were fulfilling the tour that should have happened in lockdown. Mm. They started rehearsing in New York, and I don't know why it wasn't working out with the bass player that they had. He was a great bass player and a nice bloke. And Clem called me up. He said, "Can you come over?" And I said, "You know, I was thinking maybe in a couple of months." So I said, "When?" And he said, "Well, next week." And I was like. Ugh. Anyway, I did it, and that was it. You know, and then the first gig I did was the SEC in Glasgow in front of twenty thousand people. So you could say it was in at the deep end a little bit, you know. But um, you know, things in life are a challenge, and you have to kind of rise to them somehow. And if you and if you got a bit of experience of doing stuff over the years, you know, you kind of you can only do what you can do as the best of your ability, and um, uh, you know. You, you just roll with it. So they seem happy. Otherwise, they wouldn't ask me to keep doing all the subsequent tours. So there you go. But yeah, great body of work. Um, songs I enjoy playing. Mate, so there you go. It's going to be amazing. I mean, I, I, spoilers. I've I had a peek at the set list recently, and uh, yeah, a little bit of God Save the Queen gets slipped into the set as well. Well, well, yeah, but they always did that anyway, even before I was involved. Yeah. Yeah, seen it. I've ne- it's been on my bucket list, but I've never seen them. So that's cool. How do you that? Yeah, yeah fine. Just hope they fill in their PRS forms properly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but do you, do you remember when you first met them? I mean, you you both been jamming for for a long time. You know, do you remember when you first met Clem and 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 Debbie and? Well, I I think I mean, long time ago things are. Um, um, memories are a bit hazy with drink and other stuff and the passage of time but I did a gig, a one-off gig with Sid Vicious at the Electric Ballroom in London and I seem to remember that Blondie who were in town probably had a night off and they came down to check it out en masse as a band you know, and that would have been the original band with Jimmy Destry and Chris Stein and stuff. And I think I met Clem then and he was hanging out in London and we went and had a drink and got on pretty good. Done loads of different things together over the years. And then also, round about that time, 
79, I was playing with Iggy. And I went, the first time I ever went to America and then New York, New York was playing with Iggy. Um, and we played at the Palladium in New York on Halloween. Now, back then in England, nobody really knew what Halloween was unless he was from some kind of weird village in Cornwall, you know. Mm. But uh, the Americans really went for it. The whole crowd was in fancy dress. The cramp supported us. And as I like to remember it, backstage was Debbie Harry dressed as, dressed as a witch who gave me a little kiss on the cheek. Now, how much of that is true about the kiss on the cheek, I like to think it was. So, you know, we go back a little bit, a long, long, long way. You know, she was there because she was obviously mates with Jim, Iggy Pop, you know. Yeah. That's, mate, I wouldn't forget gotten that kiss on the cheek, mate. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, yeah, that's amazing that's amazing have you guys been writing at all have you been contributing with writing have they been well there's a, there's a new album in the can i put a couple of ideas forward um what's been recorded and what's going to end up on the final record i'm not in the driving seat on but it was sounding good so hopefully that'll be out later on in the year and I'll find out. You know, I like to do things. I do them. You check out when you're there that you've done your bit properly and just leave it. You've done it. Move on to the next thing. Um, you know, people are always sending me tapes of what you did in 1983. So I'm not interested. I'm interested in learning what I have to do next. Really. Mm. No. Yeah. Well, man, I, I do have to say uh, your latest solo album, uh, consequences coming came out last year, and man, that's such a great album. Oh, you've you listened to it, yeah? yeah, yeah, man, it's a bang. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm proud of it, and, and you know, I, there's a little bit of talk. I might stay over and do a couple of just solo solo shows at the end of the Blondie stuff. We'll see. Hopefully, if it will pan out. But I was doing that with Clem in California with Gilby Clark play guitar. With me and another guy called Steve Fishman. You know, you just do a bit of this and yeah. a bit of that. I mean, it'd be good. I mean, Blondie, you can't do massive gigs every day of the week, you know, because it would undermine the market. And Debbie's mm. not as young as she used to be, and she can't sing like every night of the week. So you have to do them in a block and then leave. And there's lots of time in between to do other things but I'm glad you like the album I'm proud of it there's some good songs on it I think some of them are quite apposite for the time that we yeah, live in um, absolutely um, yeah yeah and there's more where that came from really so well I do like go. I do like that uh, cover of Constant Craving that's really oh you like that I, 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 I do I'm kind of curveball on my album before I do like a ballad. You know, I'm a big fan of people like Jack Brow and Anthony Newley and stuff like that and um, Scott Walker. And I did a cover of um, Montague Terrace by Scott Walker that we've all slipped doing all these kind of heroes kind of guitar bits and, and stuff. And it's just a curveball and, you know, makes people maybe think a little bit more that there's a bit more breadth to you other than your expanding waist size, you know. <laughs> You know, I, I I listen to it and I think it's got a lot of heart. There's a, there's a there's a lot of heart, not just in that, but in that whole record. I think okay, cool. That's yeah. what I got from it. Well, now. well, the thing with the record is, although it's been sort of out online and Spotify and all that for mm. a while, 
it hasn't had a real physical release in Australia, which I think is just coming about now to coincide with me going down there. You know, I haven't got like Virgin Records or EMI behind me, so it's a little bit funky, but we'll get there. But so I'm glad you've come across it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll maybe your listeners can check it out a bit more, you know. So well, maybe you could play uh play play a gig on the coast on the side if you're circling back around. There's a couple of cool places you could do. Yeah, no, maybe, you know, but then you kind of get into work permits and stuff like that. Yeah, Spain's a really hard work with a, a work permits. You know, you you go and do say Blondie or something like that. When they want you to leave after the next day, meanwhile, it's the staff because you earned a few bob and you might want to stay there for a week and spend it <laughs> in Australia. We, I, I just got say, pulled up last time. Last time I left, I got pulled up. Somebody booked the flights for me, and yeah. my flight was actually half an hour into the next day when I should have left on mid, by midnight the night before. And the, the old boy at the thing, he was going to kind of detain me. I said, Well, I'm leaving. You know what? Yeah, it's crazy. Half an hour. It's, yeah, crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, mate. <laughs> but yeah. hey, hopefully it works out. Hopefully it works out there. But uh, you know, of of course, in regards to uh consequences coming, you know, over the last couple of years, especially with what's going on in the world, it's it's just pure madness. As you, you know, you've tackled it like Brexit and Trump and and especially what's going on now with israel and palestine and it's very overwhelming um it, awful times we live in but those things are fuel for musicians unfortunately you know it's 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 it, it, but it, it 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 gives people inspiration to stand up and and speak out about those things have you well yeah yeah I, and i think if you don't it's an abrogation of responsibility hmm. obviously i couldn't force it foresee what was going to go on in the Gaza Strip no. with the, the, the songs I've written. But having said that, I did actually get invited to and went to some event in Ramallah in Palestine maybe about a year or so before lockdown happened. Um, the idea was to give a window to the West for some of the musicians there. And it had lovely people, very put on upon I you know, it was very informative, the, the duress they live under and still kind of sort of was coming up smiling. Um, but when I got on a plane coming back, you know, I thought to myself, you know, what did I take from this? And what I took from this was that if you put people in cages, you can't be too surprised if they want to rattle it every now and then. Now, mm -hmm. that doesn't make the October the 7th thing right, but it's... You know, it, it was the kettle letting off steam from a lot of shit that's been going down. And at the moment, I'm not the only one thinking this, but I really think what the Israeli government are doing, the punishment doesn't fit the crime, you know. You know, even Joe Biden said it's over the top. So yep. there we go. But anyway, my songs on the album aren't to do with that, but they but did precede what was going on with Brexit and Johnson and Trump. They were written quite a while back. So I feel quite pleased that, you know, I was pretty enough to kind of see a few things that come in that are now coming home to roost, which people are picking up on. You know, whatever happened to Boris Johnson, you know, he's back to being a newspaper com columnist for a newspaper that nobody really takes seriously. You know, I'm sure he's managed to line his pocket along the way, but just fuck off, will you? You know, has this 
I, I guess what I was going to get at was, has this influenced your writing for the next album that you, I, I heard? Well, I, I haven't started anything writing for the next album, and this one hasn't finished its its kind of shelf life as yet. You know, it's only just coming out physically in Australia now. Um, we'll see. But, you know, these things, you see things as you travel around and develop in the world, and things just sort of, when you pick up the pen and the guitar, you know, and you've got a new plexum and all that, what am I thinking about? All these things you've seen and witnessed and evolved around you, they they kind of sunk into you by osmosis somehow, you know, and then it comes out. The trick is, is to not be too po-faced, which I think I managed to achieve on the consequences of the album, and just have a little bit of brevity and tongue-in-cheekness, mm. but still kind of stand your ground, you know? You know, maybe. You seem to have picked up on that. Hopefully I've achieved that. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's like in the old dog yet as a songwriter. I, I kind of do, people think I do lots of different things, but I really play, only play rock and roll as two things. And I do two things. I'm a, not a bad bass player and kind of in demand a little bit because of that. And I'm a songwriter. Now, my bass player is my artisanship, you know, like being like a plumber or <laughs> or a good bricklayer or a carpenter. It's kind of it's daft, but it's true. Yeah. But my art is, is being a songwriter, and um, that's the way I sit, you know, and delivering those songs. So the more people that pick up on them, the better. You know, I know I'm not going to be the new Taylor Swift, um, but I don't look bad in a sparkly bodice. But that's between <laughs> me and me. Mate, i got to say, she's down here at the moment, and just I can't escape it. I'm trying, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. Look, you know, my daughter's in it, everyone's into it. I'm just like, no, nah, I can't. But, but, there, but there you go, you can't escape it. That's the thing, right? Now, good for her. I think her heart's in the right place. I love her. I'll start to, you know, note to dope, you know, the dope to that's Trump and and, and stuff. Um, I, I have no idea what her music sounds like, apart from the little clips that you can't escape. But, you know, everybody like me who's a seasoned songwriter and stuff, if you had one... One percent of the press machine behind you, kind of helping you just that little bit, you know, and you're not being dismissed all the time by the record companies. Mm. We could all be doing a little bit better, and I think, you know, if I was top of the charts, the world would be a fantastic place. <laughs> hey, man, I think so because I, I'm I I can't listen to mainstream radio these days. I just I, you know the uh, I don't know maybe it's just me. I'm a I'm a I'm a rock metal punk dude at heart, and that's that's what I like. And maybe I'm a little. All right. Well, you know, I like a bit of Tamla Motown and this, but I go to football with my son, and you know, my team, Queens Park Rangers, is always struggling a little bit. And you're watching from the terraces, and you can see where they're going wrong. And we come to the conclusion is what we got to do is write in, right? Mm. So if you if you think that you know, think oh, Matlock should have a bit more of a time of day, and you give me a bit of time of day by having me on your your show, but, you know, you got to write in. <laughs> Who to, I don't know. Whether anybody reads it, I don't know, but at least it gets it off your chest. Yeah. Write in. <laughs> it probably goes in one of those boxes when they get it, you know, the cartoon where it's right in, there's a slot in the top and underneath there's a waste paper bin. But, yeah. <laughs> it's like it shreds in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you've written some of the most influential songs that have inspired multiple generations. Oh, that, don't blame right? me. Yeah, I I blame you, mate. I blame you. But uh, mate, th there's many bands and and 
and musicians that I don't think would exist if it wasn't part or even be the same if it wasn't for your contribution to that. And you probably hear, you know, uh, uh, that a lot. You know, has, has there been anyone that sort of surprised you that has come up to you and gone, hey, mate, I'm I'm influenced by your stuff and it'd be outside the box? Anyone like that? Maybe a little bit over the years. I can't. Yeah, I, you know, people come up to me if they're affable and not a nitwit. I give them the time of day, but I don't know. You know, I just do what I do. It comes out, comes out, and if people pick up on it, great. Now, there you go. But what about in the reverse of that? Has there been anyone that? you know, ha has maybe said that that you've drawn influence from? Well, loads, but again, um, you know, I was a big fan of all the pirate radio stations we had in the 60s, that, you know, where the Kinks and the Who and the Arbors and Stones and the Idol Race and the Small Faces came through on the back of, and then we had the best TV show ever called Ready, Steady, Go, where all those bands would play live and Dusty Springfield was on it. And she got hit to Tamla Motown. We were doing a tour that wasn't very successful. And she insisted that they were on the live TV program. And then I saw Smokey Robinson and Miracles and Martha Reeve and Van Vandellas and, and Sam Cooke playing live on a Friday night. You know, I was too young to do anything about it, but it all soaks in somehow, you know. And then I got hit to bands like the faces and I've got a bit to, to play with and Motley Eagle and Sensation Alex Harvey about a whole bunch of stuff, you know. And then then I done stuff like Can, you know, Can, Kraut Rock Band, fantastic drummer, Jackie Liebich and Holger Kuzka, I can never pronounce his name properly. But I saw them play at the Amsterdam Palais, which was a dance hall in like nineteen seventy three, seventy four. And his bass playing is fantastic. And he taught me without even meeting me, the value of changing the octave at the right time. All little things add up yeah. kind of somehow, you know. So who knows? You know, and then I've always liked stuff with Bowie, obviously, but he was influenced by people like Scott Walker and Jack Brell and Anthony Newley, who I love, you know. And, um, you know, I doubt he would have ever recorded The Laughing Known if he hadn't heard Anthony Newley doing... Um, strawberry fair, you know, it's yeah. it's all in there somehow. Tommy yeah. Steele and Edith Piaf, and, uh, it's all in there, you know. But everything I like, I think, is kind of just, and all the people I've got to play with, and they're all kind of slightly a bit more left field than the mainstream, and I'm proud of that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you... they're they're a little bit more pushing the envelope and questioning a little bit, really. Well, I mean, you've you also been playing, or you're about to. Was it the Iggy Pop Lust for Life? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing, it's not with Iggy, but it's his songs and stuff. We did it last year. It was a laugh, went down well. All the people involved have, have some kind of tenuous connection with playing with Iggy, Clem, me. Yeah. Um, Kevin Armstrong. Uh, you got Kevin Armstrong, yeah, he's a great guitarist. Luis, the other guitarist. and Yeah, uh, um that's that, and then I'm going straight out with my band. We're opening up for Stiff Little Fingers in some pretty big venues across oh. the country. The world is non-stop rock action at the moment, you know, and then straight over to Australia. So I'll do all that, and then I'll have a kick on the plane, 
get out in Singapore or have a shortcut and then get back on and end up in Melbourne and right. then go to the... I was chatting to one of your guys I was talking to earlier on and I'll, we'll go to that little Italian place in the CBD that's been there for donkey's years. Um, forget the name of it, but I know where it is. And then going? I'll be out Brisbane way. Yeah. Right. So there you go. Now, I think I'm going to have to go because I've got a few more of these to do. Oh, all, sorry, okay. mate. I'm holding you up. I'm enjoying your chat. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, me, me too, but that's just... Yeah. It's a hard life sometimes, but maybe I'll see you over there. You know, you'll see me. Around, you'll see me on the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But uh, hey, Glenn, thanks again for hanging out on the show, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to have all the links down here. Oh yeah, you got your coffee. I got my my cup of Bowie, and um, <laughs> we have all the links down here and on the website. Until then, take care, my friend, and I'll see you on the Goggy. All right, my there you go. And as you say, good day. Yeah, <laughs> take care, brother.